0: Camp questions number two. Robert Williams, can he make the next big leap? What does he have to do on offense to expand his game and help the team? What does Ime Udoka have to do to unlock Robert Williams? It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready, recognize the city of Boston baby, we do what you can, locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown J team, step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams, of course the Celtics, who else could it be, screaming like KG with Delario B, is above average, assessing the team status, best daily pod, no cap, salary matching, clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay, Prime time, dappin' up the truth on the sideline, Raining J's, how we started, raising banners, how we finished. locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners, B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your regular routine. And hell, daily routine, now I can say it because I am coming back daily starting Monday. So from now until next August, minus the odd, weird happenstance, I will be here for a regular Monday through Friday daily podcast, fresh free podcast delivered directly to your device. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast watch the show on youtube subscribe there ring the bell get notified when we drop a new show i'm john corrales i cover the celtics for boston sports journal i've written a book called the boston celtics all-time all-stars and i'm heading into year 16 covering this team almost as many years as banners so i guess the one thing i can say is let's hope i don't catch up right so part of that will be this season's team and heading into uh camp answering a bunch of questions uh the last podcast I started the 10 question series that goes along with my series on Boston Sports Journal kind of a companion piece if you read the piece on on Boston Sports Journal this is where kind of expand on some of those points so read it there come back here this is question number two question number one was can they uh live up to the championship expectations the big broad overarching can they do it today Robert Williams, can Robert Williams take a big step forward? Because I think if Robert Williams takes that next big leap, pun intended, if he takes that next big leap, then the Celtics are almost assured of getting a championship uh, or, or making a championship run because you got Tatum, you got Brown, and you got Marcus Smart as your your three guys. And now if you add Robert Williams to like that next level, this is this is a squad, and here to talk about that with me, Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA, part of the underscore boys. Is that what we settled on?
1: I think it was. Yeah, yeah. We might need mean- that's a note for you, Millie's underscore boys. <laughs> yes, come on, Millie's. Let's come let's on, go. Millies.
0: Like you got anything <laughs> else going on? Yeah, you know I mean, don't know. what do you want? Recording, charting, Billboard charting singles, but eh. what are you on? Tour. Come, Come on, on. I mean, yeah. Come what are you on. trying to make money and Come like on. live a life? Come, Come on, you got a podcast here begging you for free content. Let's go begging. Jeez, <laughs> shamelessly. I mean, yeah. Uh, one of these days he'll get he he'll, he'll start working hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, is that guy ever not rapping? Is he ever like every time I turn around he's freestyling on some radio station or he's on stage somewhere? It is
1: amazing. It's always, it's always fire too. Like it's always just so smooth. And I don't know, man, he's good. He really is good. good. He's so good. Even if you don't like it, even
0: if it's not your thing, he's just, you have to be impressed with like, how do you keep coming up with all of this? Like, and it just keeps going and going and going. It's, it's really, it's, it's high level stuff. So it is, but not high level enough to make this podcast apparently. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about Rob here. Uh, today's show by the way is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered with the c this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts rob took a a massive jump last season and i think people get caught up in the still got hurt still wasn't fully available at the end of the season and, and there's legitimacy to that but when you look at playing 61 games versus the 52 and starting 61 versus the 13 and playing almost 30 minutes versus 19. He took, he took a big jump, but I think, I think there's so much further that he could go. So let's start with this. What do you think his ceiling can be this season? How much of a leap is even
1: possible for him to make? So it's, it's really interesting, right? Because I think last season, one of the things we said was if he can stay healthy, then he's going to be good. Because if you just kind of looked at all of his like, you know, per 36 numbers, whatever it might be like his minutes adjusted stats were fantastic. Right. And this past season, he stayed a lot healthier. He had the 61 games, you know, he, he um, you know, played much more consistently. And when he played, he really was everything that we thought he could be this rim protecting big, this, you know, guy who, who spaces the floor vertically, who moves the ball on offense, who, you know, does all of this really good stuff. It's what's interesting to me is I'm, I'm curious how much more he can be maximized mostly as a passer, because I I, I don't think, you know, I know we've, we've talked before about how, you know, he's, he's been working on this mid range jumper. It, to me, it doesn't look natural or, good. I mean, he is making free throws. Um, (laughs) Sorry, um, He is is making free throws. So like, I mean, that there is, that is often indicative, right? That That, yes, there's something there. Um, I want to see it before I believe in it fully. But that being said, like, you know, I I think if he is going to take another big step, it's going to be staying healthy again, you know, and maybe even improving on that. Maybe can you play 65 games? Can your, your rest days be rest days instead of, you know, nagging injury here or there? And um, yeah, how much can the Celtics utilize him as a passer and continue to, to develop that part of his game? Because, I mean, you watch some of those sets from last year and it's, I, I, I mean, you know, he he is, he's not invisible because the defense is worried about him, you know, kind of getting around the rim. But I just think that like continuing to, you know, upgrade and continuing to add usage as a passer is kind of the way forward for him um, mm-hmm. from a Celtics
0: perspective. Yeah I tend to agree. I mean that's I, I think one of the things we could talk about it maybe a little bit later because I think the injury stuff is really the biggest the, the biggest question here. But Ime the question of Ime using Rob in a different way is is I think one of kind of goes hand in hand with with Rob making that leap. And one of the things one of the starkest differences between Brad Stevens and and Ime Udoka was how Brad used Rob as a facilitator, high handoffs, uh, you know, uh, passing out of the high post, backdoor cuts, trying to hit guys that way, and how how Ime didn't do a whole lot of that. But before he before he gets to that, he does have to he does have to stay healthy. Yeah. And as as I think it's unfair. For, like, when he tore his meniscus, that, that feeling that you saw of, oh, here we go again with this guy made a paper mache and you know made a glass. Like, I don't think that is entirely fair, but at the same time, there's a reason why that's the reaction. So, I think one of the things that I, I think his ceiling can be really, really high this year. Um, and part of that is the, the staying healthy. And I think part of this is now he's he's gonna be 25 when's his birthday. His birthday's coming up, right? October 17th. So it's his birthday is, he will be 25 in a month. At this point, you're starting, your maturity is starting to come around as well. And I think one of the most mature things that Robert Williams can add to his game and and he's, he's done it a little bit, but not jumping. Using the threat right. of himself as the deterrent. And he's fantastic, like he made the all-defensive team by being the help kind of roamer, free safety guy that came over and swatted shots. But I want to see more of Rob staying on the ground and just kind of being the, hey, everybody, I'm here, I'm Robert Williams, don't take this shot. And you, you did see over the course of the season when Rob was on the floor, a guard, Going down the middle, seeing Robert Williams, and then cutting right back around the corner and working about working it around. I want to see more of that. I want to see him jump when needed, not jump as the first thing. The way I always put it is, and he's become, I think he's become this. He started out his career as a supreme athlete playing basketball. And now he's becoming a basketball player who's a supreme athlete. And I think there's a distinct difference in that because the first guy relies entirely on his athleticism. And the second guy is playing a game with strategy and figuring things out and reading things, and he uses his athleticism, to to kind of facilitate that and and be the threat. So I I just want to see him do less jumping. I mean, one of the knocks on him early on was like he just loves to jump, and that means you no, know, don't go for pump fakes. It means don't go for any of that stuff. Just stay stay on the ground. I think it'll be more effective.
1: I agree, and I think it has the dual effect, right? Like he. Um, you know, like if there is a weakness in his defense, it is kind of his like lateral side to side quickness, right? Like he's not, you know, I mean like, like most bigs, but you know, he's this, he's this supreme athlete, but like if Steph Curry is in front of him, Steph is going to go right by him because you know, it's just, it's hard when you're that big to move side to side like that. It's one of the reasons why, um, small ball bigs are so valuable, but for Rob, you know, he doesn't actually need to move laterally that quickly as long as he still has his feet because he can pursue you. You know, he can, he can come after you. He can be a little bit behind and still swat, you know, pin your shot off the glass. That's no problem. He's, he's got the vertical. He's got the length. He's got all this stuff. He's even got, you know, great reflexes, right. That's one. I think that's one of the reasons he jumps so much is because like, you know, he's, he's very like, like he's got, you know, he he's right on it. So if he stays on the floor, you know, he's already got the rim protection. He's, his positioning is getting better and better. If he stays down, like you're talking about, I think that really mitigates some of the issues that he has side to side. Um, and, and could, you know, yeah, like you said, kind of kind of vault him up another level there. It's so funny that you
0: mentioned that because the picture that I used on Boston Sports Journal is literally Steph Curry get who who has clearly gotten by Robert Williams because he's he's in front, getting to the rim, and Rob from behind with his fingertips swatting the ball away. So yeah, um, I'd, I'd share that, but I don't think I have the rights to share that on the on the video feed. So I don't want to get dinged for a copyright violation. So <laughs> go to Boston Sports Journal so you can see that. But um, yeah, I, I, I think and and this goes to not relying on the athleticism. I think for him, it's about just learning angles a little bit more. OK, you've got Steph in front of you. Learn the angle that right. you need to get to. So when you slide, you're deterrent. You don't have to get. Like we always hear the, the term, like you got to get in front and, and yes, obviously you, you'd, you'd like to, but as a big, when a, when a guard, when you switch onto a guard, you don't have to get entirely in front. All you got to do is get him angled away. So he's like, Nope, I don't have it. And learn those little nuances. Learn that little, your feet are here, 30 degrees. You got to get your feet here, 45 degrees. And this way, when you slide and he meets you, you're still square. So if he pushes off, you can get the offensive foul. But if he sees you at that, that's like, all right, I'm going to do what I said before. Veer off, set the thing up. That is your only job. And that is rim protection. We think about rim protection as blocked shots. That is rim protection. Just don't even shoot the ball because now what happens? That That's probably somewhere in the middle of the shot clock. So now it's, 12, 11, 10. Now you got to work the ball out. Now you're setting an offense at 8, 7, yep. which means somebody's going to make an ISO move, which means that's easier to defend. Now that's an easier way to get a stop, and now that's either a turnover or a miss shot, and you can get going. That's just as good as a block shot, and you didn't have to jump. You didn't have to land, and the landing is where he tar- tore the meniscus. The landing is where you start to have those issues. That is where Rob needs to grow. Let me talk to. Uh, we'll, we'll continue this conversation in a second. Let me tell people about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all of your football betting needs. We are we are recording this on Thursday, Thursday night football, big thing. Uh, you you know you want to go if you are interested in laying some money down. Do it at BetOnline.net. They have you covered for all of the developments, matchups, news, podcasts. Uh, you, it's your continued source for all the sports wagering information, including live betting. You can bet. During the game, second half, whatever over/under stuff like that. Esports, if you're not, if you want to branch out, uh, you got your, all your scores there. Check out the other leagues. Obviously, the NBA is there, but MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. Head on over to betonline.net today. You can use your mobile device to do so. Learn all about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On NBA your second listen every day. He's got the whole league covered on Locked On NBA. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. That happened to be the first podcast after the Robert Sarver news broke. So we covered that in in detail. And then, then yesterday, all of the uh, Adam Silver reaction and, and the fallout from that. So lots of stuff there. And that has a big impact across the league Players are upset. Uh, Team front offices are upset. There's a lot of potential fallout from this that goes beyond, oh, the Suns. What's going on with the Suns? Could be potential collective bargaining agreement implications here. So check it out. It's all being covered on the Locked On NBA podcast. Find that wherever you found Locked On Celtics. It's also on YouTube. Let's get back to the conversation about Robert Williams and what it's going to take for him to make that, that next step. Um, I, I, I went on a whole big thing. I don't know if you had a reaction to that before, uh,
1: we move on. Oh, it's just, the only thing I was going to say is that's the whole point of being big, right? Is that like, yeah. it makes up the difference. Like, uh, yeah, you know, this, you were a big man. Like, you know, it's like, the, right. the, yeah, like I, I'm taller, I can jump higher. So I don't need to be as in front of you as a smaller guy does. It's, you know, just kind of physics. right? <laughs> Very important to get that point that physics are involved. Yeah, yeah.
0: locked on physics. Locked on physics. Um, I, I, I do think that that Rob has that ability. Uh, I, I'm curious as far as his offensive game. We talked about the 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 jump shot that he's I, I, that he's been developing or or taking i don't know if it's developing is
1: the right he's working on it no i think he is developing it because it has gotten a little better like it might go in (laughs) i I mean you're right he's he's, he's hitting like 72 percent
0: from uh i remember he started taking that summer league a couple years ago we were both working at mass lives and we're covering that (laughs) summer league and i remember he took when i I asked scott morrison so what about that jumper he said something like um probably not the shot we want him taking, you know? <laughs> I think um, he took a few of them, right? Didn't he take he like did. three
1: he or did. four of
0: them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he started taking those jumpers and we were like, excuse me? Scott, you do buddy. <laughs> Scott was like, yeah, I don't know about that one, bud. Uh, but he's still doing it every once in a while. Now, I understand that if he is a threat, if the team is leaving him alone, and hey, if he's a 72% three uh, free free throw shooter, then if you leave him alone at the free throw line and he basically has a free throw to take, okay, okay, I see it. If he starts hitting that, sure. Uh, you can say this about any big. Right? Right. If you can start hitting those jumpers, that changes the game. You say that about Giannis, everybody from Giannis, you know, to Rob to, you know, Luke Cornette, we're we're depending on Luke Cornette here to to hit shots. But but is that, the, is that the place where the Celtics really want them to go? I've been saying, how about, how about a post move? How about getting into the post and saying, all right, let's work on two dribbles, jump hook. And then from there, two dribbles, up and under Kevin McHale move. You got your, your, your post move. You got your counter. You got those. Once you set one up and they're, they're waiting for you to take that shot, you set up that pump fake. You get underneath them. Maybe you draw a foul. You can get teams closer to the penalty. That's where I want them to go because it's also an easy outlet when the other team does what I said before and the Celtics need a bucket and there's seven seconds on the shot clock. You can have Jason take a shot. You can have Jalen take a shot. But, hey, maybe maybe Rob has, has gotten a, a switch. And you say, hey, he's got a guy that he can take two dribbles and take that jump hook. Let's give it to him. And, and that can be something reliable. And you don't have to always say, all right, the Jays bail us out.
1: Yeah. I, so I, I guess the only question I would have about that is, w- wouldn't it be easier? So like, you know, this better, you know, better than most, like post moves are not simple, right? Like they're, they're like, they're kind of like simple, I, I guess, from like, uh like in theory, but in practice, like that's, like that, that's not always the easiest thing. And it's not always the most efficient thing um, if you're not great at it. So I almost wonder if shooting those mid range jumpers, even if it is like a lower efficiency shot from a schematic perspective, if that's an easier outlet, right? Because like, if, you know, if Jalen is spacing the floor, you know, above the break and Tatum collapses the defense and Rob is at the free throw line and Rob is the one who's open because they don't want to leave Jalen and they had to, you know, double Tatum. Wouldn't it be easier to kind of create that space at the rim if Rob is at the free throw line and then that's an open shot as opposed to like, you know, kind of clogging things up in the post. Sure. I mean, there's in
0: that scenario. Yeah. Because you're leaving, you're leaving Rob, you're, you're backing off of him because it's a very specific,
1: it's a very specific scenario, but I do feel like it's probably one that's going to happen a few times. It's
0: it's something that's going to happen a lot. (laughs) The reason why it's going to happen a lot is because the guy you're, you're going to have a player sagging off of Rob because you don't want to give up the line. Right. Right. So, it, whenever, whoever player turns the corner, right? You know, you use specific names, but it could be anybody. It could be yeah. Marcus. Could be Jalen. Could be anybody. And in that scenario, you you as a defense, you say, okay, yeah, Robert Williams, there, take that jumper. That's that's the shot we want you to take. And if you can hit that at sixty percent, then sure, absolutely. That that's something that you want everybody to be able to do. It's it's a mid range sh- jumper. It's a free throw line jumper. Sure. Um, however, okay, that's great, but you can, you can teach the post stuff. Uh, and I'm not just angling to get myself in there as a post game, you know, coach, like, Hey guys, I can show you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. Um, but no, seriously, it's, it's just a matter of recognizing, you know, you got to read the floor, but, and I know post post play has been kind of minimized over the years. I think it's starting to come back. It's been starting to come back uh, because of it's a great counter to all the switches. Everybody switches all the time. Switching has become the way to deal with all of these versatile forwards. You can't stay in front of everybody. You can't, you can't navigate every pick. So you got to switch. And when you switch enough, eventually you're going to find a mismatch. And if you say, Hey, let's Rob in the post is probably better than Rob taking a jumper. But you just have to be able to understand how the defense is playing behind you, where the help is. And then from there, another reason why you want Rob in the post, or I want Rob in the post, is because it's a great place to pass from. Because it's an instant paint touch. And we talk about paint touches, and we think about setting a pick, driving into the paint, and collapsing the defense. All right, well, people say, well, you don't want to play in the post because – you're automatically giving it to the guy with the closest defender but the clo- you you want the guy when i was playing in the post i want the guy as close to me as possible so i can feel him this way i can say okay he's he's i can feel him a little bit over to my left so i'm just going to i'm going to i'm going to angle myself this way when i catch i'm going to drop that right leg and now i'm going to seal him off and if somebody comes over to the baseline then i got a hook pass or i got a bounce pass or somebody coming down the middle like i know what my options are if you can teach that, then you've got instant paint touch from one of your best passers on the team. And if he's if he's a threat on the post, then you are creating lanes to cut. Lane, if you get the guy, if he spins baseline, that cut right down the middle of, from the top is right there. It's going to be there every single time. Um, if a guy comes over, that corner three-pointer is going to be there every single time. So – it's it's one of my kind of sneaky ways to say get Rob involved more in the passing, but he has to be a threat down there. I, I just – I want to see him get that ball there and and just
1: create a little bit. You, you can rely on Rob to create. Yeah, I think the paint touch is is a super crucial point because that is exactly what we were saying, right? Like where it's like you, you want to see him – Um, develop more of a passing game this year and and, or not even develop more of a passing game utilize his passing game more this year and that's a great way to do it I think the uh you know when you when you so if you you go to the NBA stats site right where they they track post-ups it's not it's not perfect right those tracking numbers are not perfect but it's minimum 10 possessions and Rob did not qualify so it would be (laughs) it It would be quite a like. There's like Tatum and Horford. Tatum, by the way, was disastrous in the post. Even though I, I think he's kind of um, going forward. I think he's kind of to your point of of the uh, you it know the, be, sw- yeah. the switches, right? Like you know, just abusing those switches. Horford the same way. Horford had um, was was one one point oh four points per possession. But Rob wasn't even on there. So I guess the if I'm the Celtics, I think maybe what I'm trying to do because I agree with you that the passing is important. So maybe what I'm trying to do is say, listen, um, we want you like. If if you know if there's seven seconds, six seconds left on the shot clock, and you got that mid range shot, take it. And maybe like we'll start to integrate some of this post up stuff this year, um, kind of the same way that he started to uh, you know to integrate some of that mid range stuff last year. Because you know the good news about Rob is that you got him for a while, right? Like you got him yeah. cheap and for a while, so you can keep developing and developing him, um, and, and just kind of keep adding tools to his toolbox. I think it's probably a slightly shorter path to him being a good or to him being a passable mid-range shooter, excuse me, than it is to him being a uh, a post-up player at this stage. Yeah. But to your point, being able—I mean, honestly, both of those—posting up and passing out of kind of that 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 mid-post area. Those are the, those are great ways to to kind of keep improving and to start working his way lower and lower, like you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's it's probably a better idea for the Celtics to call on somebody like Kevin McHale to get him some, some post footwork stuff. uh, Maybe we a need a, I was just going to say, we need a Rob Akeem summer here. Is what we yeah. Need. Like, you know, the maybe, maybe, maybe one of those guys would be better than, yeah. than calling <laughs> me over from the press press row and be like, Hey John, can you, uh, you have a second to talk about feeling the defense behind you? Um, I'm going to guess you're a
1: lot cheaper though.
0: Oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not cheap but i'm cheaper oh, than those. okay okay i cheaper than those guys gotcha. uh, so so hey maybe the tax bill is high enough where they'd be like okay uh dream is a million uh kevin is uh he's not moving as well so he's only charging 650 uh what's corrales's rate right
1: okay. right We'll talk. Uh, Rafi's in the ninetieth percentile for height, so we're, we'll talk after the pod about yeah about your rates and uh, and what I need to do to get him in the into your yeah, school. I'm. I'm.
0: Look, friends and family discount for you, five percent off, no problem.
1: Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Six hundred twenty-five thousand. Let's go. All that's right. it.
0: That's it. Let's get into Ime Udoka. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, let's let's get into Ime Udoka here because he's he's the guy that's going to be the key to to a lot of this and. I feel like the year under Ime's uh, belt is – it's like a data point, right? It's its one of those pins. You know, you, everybody's the, like the, the pin with the yarn and goes to the next pin. We don't know where the second pin is. We got a pin and some yarn, and we're like, okay, where are we going with this? And I think – I'm curious as to how much of last year's offense was – this is the. These are the guys that we have. We're not going crazy. We're not adding a bunch. Um, this is. We're just going to go as far as we can with this group. We'll figure out what we have, and then next year we'll. And and you know he he rode what they had to a trip to the finals, which was kind of shocking. I wonder how much of that changes in year two, and how much Rob, his role expands in the offense. And I say I. I I think it will, only because I just remember earlier in the season, damn it, I can't find the quote in any of my transcriptions, but I know for a fact that Ime said at some point during the season, it would suck if Rob is only known as the lob guy. And so he knows that Rob should expand his offense. It sounds like he wants Rob to expand his offense. My question is, what's Ime going to do to help Rob expand his offense because I love Robert Williams as a passer. I think Rob as a passer can be can unlock so much and, and if there's one thing that I've become known for on Twitter is that whenever somebody makes a cut and scores people go, "Oh, Corrales is going to love that." Because th- that's, that's so easy. So I want Rob to be at that top at the top that high post sometimes too picking the defense apart because he can be so damn good at it. And it's a great way to get somebody like if Jason's not shooting well, if Jalen's not shooting well, well let's run a play that gets them back door somehow that gets them cutting somehow uh, some misdirections with Rob at the top. And then one guy cuts free and it's like, boom, here's the pass. Here's an easy shot. Here's a file and a free throw. That's a way to get
1: these guys going. I want to see Rob doing more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, last year, I think to your point, it was it was a lot more about like kind of seeing like, OK, where can where, where can Jalen and, and Jason like kind of take us? Right. If you're the Celtics, like where, where can they take us? And now I think it's a lot more this this season will be very interesting because I think what you may can do now is say, OK, we know that those two guys can take us to Jeez, throw my computer wow. all over the floor. <laughs> um, you know, like like those guys can take can, can go to the finals, right? Like they're that good. They can, they can bring it to the final. So how, how do we start using all of this, you know, this like excellent stuff around them. And Rob is, I think kind of, I I mean, you mentioned at the start of the show that it's like three guys with, with smart. I honestly think that if the Celtics end up with a big three, it's going to be like those, it's going to be those two and Rob. Like I think, I think Rob could be kind of like a fringe all-star kind of guy at the, at this stage. So like, and, and that comes down to offense, right? That comes down to how Ime wants to develop him because like he was all defense last year, right? Like people know what he can do defensively. So it really is going to come down to where can he expand his game to, to get to that level. Because you know, if he can if he can be picking people apart, like you know, I mean, you like uh, I'm not comparing him to Jokic, but call him like a, you know, like a mini Jokic, <laughs> where it's that kind of like you know those those quick decisions, those um, you know he's so good at like those touch passes that are just like somebody gets it to him and he just he flings it somewhere that you're not even really kind of aware of because usually when bigs do those touch passes it's to the hoop but he, he flicks about to like the three-point line all the time yeah. he's he, he's very good at kind of inverting things that way like as he kind of develops those things and as he as he racks up those those stats i think that's where you could see him even if he doesn't make the all-star team because it's kind of loaded in the east if he's on that fringe that's where you, i think you start you start to see it and that's where you start to talk about like whoa celtics really have yeah. something here in, with those three
0: yeah, I like that idea though that that touch pass out to the the three point line because you can you can you can draw up plays where it feels like Rob is going to get a, a lob, but really you know you have one guy going right, Rob coming down the middle, and then you have somebody coming up setting a back screen and someone from the top coming down. You know you can you can have the oh my god everybody's everybody get ready here comes Rob and he catches it and he just turns and fires. And not only has everybody collapsed, you're screening off a guy, and you get your three-point shooter, wide, wide open shot. That's that would that type of play is something that you could easily draw up in the last minutes, the last two minutes of a close game. You know, you're down one, you're down two, and you say, All right, I got a guy who's kind of feeling it, and we can we can use the threat of Rob going down the middle to open up even a good shooter. Because if you can screen effectively, if you can back screen effectively, you can spring a, a you know forty percent three point shooter out there on the wing, and get Rob some assists this way. Uh, his assist percentage dropped from fourteen percent, just over fourteen percent, to nine point seven percent, from you know last year. I want to see that get back up. I, I, I want to see that get up to you know high teens, twenty. Like that that is where. Because I think he's capable of that. And I think the Celtics can really use that. I think, obviously, last year, so much of it was necessity. I'm hoping that part of the... and there's Next week, we're going to do a whole EMA-centric podcast. So I don't want to go too crazy on these points because I don't want to repeat myself too much. But I want part of the evolution of this team to be away from always having to be Jalen and Jason. Just, okay, balls in your hands, go do something. I want this team to become more of a, oh, they can score at this rate with the ball in these guys' hands, and they can score at this rate with the ball out of their hands, start them off the ball, have them screening for each other, having them doing stuff off the ball, so defenses have to make a decision here off on the weak side. Meanwhile, on this side, it's like Malcolm Brogdon – and Robert Williams, and they're a threat, so you've got to pay attention to that. Meanwhile, somebody's got to figure out what these two dudes are doing over here because somebody's going to end up going baseline. Somebody's going to end up coming up, and there's one more guy there that can screen for somebody and a bunch of great passers. If you have Smart on the floor or Al on the floor, you now have Brogdon, Rob, and one of those other two guys, all awesome passers, and your two scoring studs out there haven't touched the ball yet, and, and the defense right. is, is all occupied. That is where I want to see the Celtics offense go. And Rob is at the, no pun intended, center of this because his passing ability is so good and the threat of him rolling to the rim is so great that take advantage of that, free up those other guys and take a load off of Tatum and Brown so they don't have to do all the work. They can they can just cut. They don't have to worry about dribbling and reading and all this other just make your moves and, and get the ball
1: well and this wouldn't help rob's assist rate at all but it is also useful to remember too that like you know smart when rob is if, if he and rob are running pick and roll and rob's coming down and collapsing things the ball doesn't actually have to touch rob's hands for him to, right. to, you right. know, to draw, like that then it's just like kick 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 like all that stuff that smart did um you know rob attracts those defenders like people drop down to guard him because they don't you know you know, you know what it is. Like if it's Rob and Smart in the pick and roll, you know where that ball is. You going. know where it's going. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to reach it, but Rob can. So, like, you know, <laughs> right. People right. drop down, and then Smart gets easy passes too. So, um, yeah. I mean, look, I'm the Celtics might be good. I don't. I I think they could be a pretty good basketball team this year. Could be. Um, could be. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be tough to guard. I think.
0: Yeah, they'll be all right. And uh, I think Rob, the question. To answer the question, can Robert Williams make another big leap? I think the answer is obviously he can.
1: Yeah. I think so. Will
0: he depends on a lot of things, but there are ways to use him that don't take away from everybody else actually take some of the pressure off of everybody else, but doesn't take the, the stats away from everybody else. And I think that that's going to be the important thing. And uh, I'm yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, that
1: all right well well real that- quick i real quick last thing i just want to say too i think the history of rob yeah, is a, is a good sign as well right like because like i remember i was actually thinking about this the other day like i remember when i when we were first covering him and he was just this like big goofy kid who kept losing his wallet and didn't show <laughs> up right and then <laughs> and then you you look at like who he's become and i mean it's like he's taken it very seriously like everything yes. about rob is like like is really positive if you're the Celtics like this is a guy who cares about, you know, about winning. I think, um, you know, and this this is just kind of like armchair psychology stuff, but I think he kind of, you know, he's from a small town. Like, I think he kind of cares about like um, the place where he's at, you know? And I think he, he, it seems like he cares quite a bit about the Celtics and winning and this team. And like, you know, given all that, I think he understands his importance to the team. And I think he's, yeah, I think to, you know, to the question's point. Yeah. I think he can take another step because like he cares quite a bit. And when you've got his physical tools and his, you know, kind of mental acuity for the game, I think caring is, you know, that matters quite a lot. So yeah, I'm excited to see Rob this year.
0: Yeah. I I'm, I'm hundred percent with you. I think it's hundred percent. Right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you, Tom Westerholm for hopping on. Little... You're welcome.
1: Giannis Corrales. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So Monday's podcast, I'm going to follow the same path that I'm following on Boston sports journal. So Monday's podcast how will Imi Udoka evolve in year two? So, continue this conversation into Monday to, to talk about that. And then we'll go from there. All of these podcasts, all of these Camp Question podcasts, are companion to my Boston Sports Journal writing. So, I would recommend reading. I'm not just trying to pump out my stuff, but like there are different points being made on the writing and in the podcast and expansion of certain points. So, I hope that you read and listen to get the whole thing. I think these are great conversations to have heading into camp and we'll see how far along into the season these questions are answered. This is now a daily podcast back to daily on Monday, five days a week covering the Celtics like nobody else. No other podcast is giving you this much content. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast, watch the show on YouTube, ring the bell when you subscribe on YouTube and make sure you're commenting and all of that. One more thing before we go which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and bet online odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting Monday on the 19th. So find it on the Locked on NBA podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. The Celtics are heavily featured, so make sure you're checking that out on the Lockdown NBA Network. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. Tell your friends that they should also be listening and watching to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.